We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move up. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome in for another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ, and that was a buzzer beater of a finish if I've ever seen one. <laughs> barely made it. Barely, barely. I could I was, I was on the way back, but I just looked at it, and I was like, oh, I could grab a couple. So I grabbed a couple, and I barely Muffins on deck. That's great. That's looking good, man. Hey, I, I don't blame I don't blame you for grabbing a couple of muffins before we start the show. <laughs> hey, it's for good luck. Uh, got a good show coming in for you guys around the association for the 20th time wow. out of all these bajillion episodes that we've had. Uh, a lot of stuff to get into today. Want to talk some NBA. Saw an interesting post and Shaq reposted it. I don't remember where it was originally from, but mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it today. Uh, also going to be talking about the WNBA All-Star Game. The official word came out on where that's going to be and uh, mm-hmm. when it's going to be. So we're going to talk about that. And there's some buzz surrounding the Dallas Wings' Alicia Gray and possible mm-hmm. movement. So we're going to be diving into that as well. BJ's best. What's on Drew's mind? And, of course, that illustrious game of with it or quit it. And uh, when that mm-hmm. man over there, BJ, is ready to go, we'll get it going. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's get it. All right, BJ. So, like I said, I don't remember exactly where I saw this originally, mm-hmm. but Shaq caught it too. You know how I, I don't know if you follow if you follow Shaq on Instagram and follow mm-hmm. the Snoop Dogs of the world on Instagram. That you know they'll see a re, they'll see a post somebody else did and they'll look, they'll repost it on their own account. You know, Snoop's got all types of videos. You know, Shaq. There's a lot of NBA fans out there to put a lot of different things together like he's always gotten like these this starting five versus him and another starting five mm-hmm. uh, or start or four of the starters who would win in a seven game series he posts that stuff all the time yeah so Shaq you know naturally when he sees it out there he's gonna post another one so absolutely the most recent one out there right now shout out to Cam in the chat uh Welcome most in, recent one out right now is about NBA legends statues oh yeah I see that and there's apparently probably more statues out there than I truly realized, but Shaq's post was a, a top six. I don't know if you were able to uh, find that post. I do. I see that right here. Okay. So he's got six statues up there himself, mm-hmm. of course. Duncan, of course. Mm-hmm. In, in the Lakers jersey and uniform. Magic, his statue outside of what is now Crypto.com arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kareem and his sky skyhook statue, mm-hmm. Larry Bird's statue, his jump shot, the of course Michael Jordan jump man statue, oh. and then the newly one placed outside of American Airlines Arena, BJ Dirk's fadeaway statue, and yeah. it's a which NBA legend has the best statue out of these six, and uh, 
if if you happen to have the image, uh, if you can show that to uh, our our peoples out here, see what see what they think. But um, yeah, if you'll give me, it's a tough one, one BJ. I, I initially saw this. And I couldn't make a decision. Then I saw Shaq's post, and I was like, oh, man, I guess I need to make a decision, huh? Yeah, I mean, these drew, in my opinion, uh, they are asking for an authentication code. I I don't know what. (laughs) It might be too big of a deal to to try to get that. Uh, Let me see if I can find it elsewhere. Um, But uh, these are are six of the best statues, I think. all around the the NBA, because I know yeah. of, I think there's a Dominique Wilkins one, mm-hmm. but I don't know about the others. There are some that people put in the comments here. Dominique's being one of them. Uh, there's going to be a Kobe statue. Oh yeah, I mean, but it's not there yet. But um, let's see, uh, Charles Barkley outside of or out in Alabama. Is that in Alabama? That would be no. Auburn, I would think. Yeah, Auburn. If if, if it's his college, I think. Um, there is. I mean, you're, you're talking about you know just some of the the most iconic. Even Jerry West's. I mean, you know, that's the the prototypical look for for Jerry West outside of the crypto arena. Bill Russell's uh, statue outside of. And it's not even outside the arena. It's just out in in Boston. Uh, around City Hall Plaza, uh, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain's statue out there in, in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center. Dr. J, Louis Irving. So uh, many statues. Yeah, there, there's a lot of them. Carl Malone and John Stockton's that are both outside the arena in Salt Lake. But but let's go ahead and dive into these six, BJ. Yeah, these six right here: Shaq, Magic, Kareem, Dirk, Jordan. Bird, without bias towards Dirk, whose statue is the best out of these six? Oh, I mean, I even even without the bias, like I I love Dirk's statue, but mm-hmm. I think that the Jordan or the Shaq ones are are the best. I, I really? love both of these statues. I mean, I just I think the the you know when you think of Michael Jordan, that that pose is so iconic. You know that. Of course, it would be immortalized in a statue. And and Shaq, the the how they were able to do that, where they actually make it look like he's, you know, hanging on the rim, the big diesel himself. You know, that is just, you know, a phenomenal statue that they were able to do uh, out there in L.A. I I love Kareem with the the skyhook statue, Magic, you know, leading the leading the charge, and um, of course the the uh, the Dirk one that has. You know, when if, if there is bias, but it's not necessarily, I think the the worst case because you know Dirk's an iconic athlete. Dirk was an iconic member, uh, you know, representing the city of Dallas for twenty plus years, and all with the same franchise, top ten player all time in scoring, and and you know making even an argument that top ten player not just in scoring but top ten all time uh, in terms of what he meant to the game. The you know, branching out the the sport into Germany and in some of the areas that, you know, hadn't been really big into basketball before, uh, you know, Dirk really uh, came into his own and, and grew, helped to grow the sport out there. Um, you know, I think that's an iconic statue that will be, you know, remembered 
for, for years and years to come. And I can't wait to see it in person next week. How much of the quality of these statues goes into it? Not just like the iconic poses, but like, how good do you think it looks? You know, like the bird one, we don't, oh, I don't, I don't think looks very good. The The bird one is probably not the, uh, the best in terms of the, like the visual appeal. Uh, I mean, it, and like some people have it, had the beef with the way Dirk's looks like it's fading too far back mm-hmm. and how it's kind of slanted on there a little bit. They had slight beefs with that, but I mean, it looks kind of good. It looks better than the, than the bust that Mark showed us, you know, in the arena yeah. at one time. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that, I mean, it looks good, but like Shaq's, I think Shaq's looks really, really good. Oh, Underratedly yeah. good, honestly. Absolutely. Uh, Jordan's, I mean, it's almost that we've seen the Jordan logo so much that I'm almost tired and don't want to pick it right here. <laughs> so, Bird, almost... Birds, Birds is like, you know, if, if you didn't, if you were looking at it from afar and uh, you didn't know, like, you know, kind of uh, anything about You might about think that's bas- good sex. Well, I was just saying, not necessarily even that. It, you, there's so, I've, I've been to Philadelphia, Drew. You know, that kind of looks like the Rocky statue almost a little Ooh. bit. You know, I, I'm I'm not trying to to badmouth or anything like that, but if you're far away, you're like, you know, it it resembles like a, a normal statue would in Philadelphia. It really isn't discernible until you get up close and look at it and see, oh, that's Larry Bird. You know, like right. I, I don't, you know, I I don't know, um, uh, you know, I I don't know necessarily that you can really compare it since it's Boston as opposed to Philadelphia, but. There is a lot of historical statues in Boston because of all the the histories that's been there, you know. And and so if you're going to make a statue for Larry Bird, the greatest Celtic of all time, uh, with with maybe one exception, maybe one exception, I, I'm there's an argument um, that you know you can't you can't tell me that a statue that doesn't even have a basketball jersey on it will make you think basketball if you're looking at it from afar. Obviously no disrespect intended for Bill Russell there. I just there's 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 even even among Celtic fans, I think that, you know, they'll they'll argue, you know, Bill Russell was the more successful and, and you know, obviously had a, a huge impact on the sport as as you know, as we've talked about on this show before. But, you know, Larry Bird kind of revitalized and revamped the Celtics in that that run in the eighties and, and you know, they had been you know, so dormant for so long before Larry Bird came along and, and brought them back success that, you know, it was, it was kind of like a, you know, flash in the pan from early days of basketball that they had added all their success until Bird came along. So I think these statues, I think they should be, I think there should be more priority on making them actually look good. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, have you seen uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's bust? I think it's kind of ugly. So, like, I was just, like, if we'd have oh, come yeah. out with the result that Ma- Mark showed us about Dirks originally, mm-hmm. that came out there, we'd have all been sick to our stomach. Yeah, yeah. the The Ronaldo one, it's like it's it's almost become a meme of itself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like you, you know, you've got we've got technology that we can you know use to you know like the the robots and everything like that, that can, you know, make the precise, like you can put it, I, I think they even have technology to use, like turn a picture, like you can like cut into the different like slabs of marble or whatever they make the, the statues, copper, bronze or whatever, 
they've got the lasers that can can do that. So there really shouldn't be any reason why we're not making statues that you know have the look and the appeal that actually look like the the person that they're supposed to be based off of. And so, you know, I mean, for, in terms of looking most like the uh, the player that's intended to look like, Magix looks uh, 100% like him. Shaq's for sure. Kareem has that look, Dirk, and, and Michael Jordan, of course, too. So, I mean, those those five in my book, you know, even the birds is up there too. But those those are the some of the best of the best in my book. I'm going to, out of all six of these right now, I'm going with Shaq's as my favorite. Yeah, I like Shaq's a lot. I, I think the, I think the Jordan Jumpman is is the most iconic to me. But Shaq's is is it's like one A one B, and then mm-hmm. I think I'd put Kareem to Dirk three and and Magic four. Okay, okay. So BJ, after we're looking at statues here, we talk about mm-hmm. you know players like Kobe, who's probably going to eventually get a statue. Oh yeah. What about those active players right now? How many of those players and which players? do you think are going to be statue worthy? Well, not just statue worthy, but could actually legitimately get one outside of one of their team's arenas. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about what LeBron meant to the city of Cleveland, that's like a no doubter in my book, Dwayne Wade, he's no longer active, but I would be hard pressed to believe that he's not going to be uh, getting statue. Yeah, in, in Miami. Wade, um, it's been Wade County. How have they not given yeah, him a statue? Exactly. Yeah, Miami Dade, or it's I think it's Dade, not Wade, but it's very close. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, hmm, um, trying to think of some others uh, that come offhand. I, I think Chris Paul. Yeah, Curry outside of um, Golden State. Where's States. Chris Paul's statue going? That's that's what I'm trying to think. I think he deserves one, but I mean, mm, whoa! You you Hold talk on. about some of the best Hold point on. guards of all time. Hold on, and, and Chris whoa. Paul's up there in the conversation. We're talking about statues, man. Statues. <laughs> well, I, I know. I, I like you got to be iconic to a franchise. Mm, yeah, and I think only you know. What's when his you think longer, of his Chris Paul, he was with and, the Clippers for the most, no. wasn't he? You know, New Orleans and the Clippers, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere around the same length of times. But, I mean, no championship. I mean, no MVP with it. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know. But the only person I mean, that's got you... a statue outside of an arena that's, you know, like that is the Dominique Wilkins of the world. And he stayed with yeah. the Hawks his, you know, his whole career. Yeah. It'd be different if, if Chris Paul stayed in New Orleans this whole time and was doing yeah. all that. Or if he was in yeah. L.A. with the Clippers this whole time doing all yeah. that. Like, oh, yeah, I mean. I yeah. like Clippers legend. Put him out there. I mean, yeah. you might could hang his jersey in the rafters yeah. in New that's Orleans and L.A., yeah. but a statue, I think that's yeah. a little much for Chris Paul. Maybe. Curry, maybe. on the other hand, you put him Def- outside of that arena, for sure. He's for got sure. four sure. championships, multi-time MVP. He's not yeah. going to go anywhere. It's statue. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. And, and I agree yeah. with LeBron. Um yeah. Question, BJ. This, I, this might I be a tough that, one. I think there's a couple others that we could. Yeah. I, I know it's it's Probably a little early. One it's, it's a little early, but Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. Yeah, let them, that's let definitely. Them a, let them do def- their first championship. In I like think they should years. be writing up the plans for it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, what even if doing? I think even if he jumped ship and went somewhere else right now. Yeah. Which you doesn't should be sound building a yeah. statue out there. Yeah. I mean, multi 
I mean, multi-time MVP champ already. The all the, the accolades uh, in the world out there. Maybe he's probably the, your most distinguished buck. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. probably past Kareem already. He's yeah. passed him he's in points. Really too. close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe a Nikola Jokic out in Denver, another two-time uh, MVP. Maybe I'm saying maybe the path that Luke is on there, potentially, potentially. Maybe if he's maybe if he stays there for a long time. But if mm-hmm. if two-time MVP warrants a statue outside your building, LeBron's got one in Cleveland and in Miami. Then yeah, and I don't know if you're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna want to put a bronze statue. So well, and if if, if they do. I would be willing to bet they could do a statue of Wade, LeBron, and Bosch together, the three of them. That nah, would be. A, I, I don't think they will, nah. but they, that would be a really that would be unique. That would be Wade's, very. Wade's got to get a standalone statue out there. The Agreed. most you can do for LeBron James and those boys is hanging and up in the rafters. Is, yeah. But you're probably only going to hang LeBron's up because of what he did in you know Miami and you know that four year span. Just yeah. I mean, not retire the number. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what was your question? So, oh, I was going to ask you, uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, does KD I mean, that's... get a statue and where? Does it go in? Does it go to OKC where he was an MVP and stayed there for the beginning of his career? Maybe, but I mean, he left the way he did. You want to yeah, get that I, guy I, a statue back there? I I think okay. that there I think there's needs to be fences mended, relationships patched. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think that Kevin Durant would be a, an excellent contender. Um, you know, I, I think if, especially if he could, you know, outside of his, his championships in, in Golden State, you know, he, the only time he's been to the finals was with, with OKC and, and that, that 2012 team, you know, is going to be remembered as a, the, probably the biggest what if in, in Oklahoma City history. Um, you know, Cam makes a good point about Gary Payton in OKC. I, I think that Gary Payton should stay in – if they do a statue, should stay in Seattle, uh, yeah. even if they don't bring a team back. I, I don't yeah. think that They'll just because the back. Sonics moved uh, doesn't mean that, you know, uh, even if it's just outside of, of the uh, arena that the Kraken are playing in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of others, other players. There's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi – that's another question of where, would you, where would you put it? Yeah, I mean, maybe in Toronto, even though he was only there for a year. But even then, that doesn't feel See, like I feel like we right. need to get to a criteria of what mm-hmm. constitutes a statue. Yeah, and that's a lot that's, of. I mean, it's easy for a lot. We could everybody, every player we just listed could have their jersey in their respective teams' wrap. Absolutely. I mean, sure. Kawhi. Kawhi was, could even have was, one in Toronto. Yeah, for the one he year could he went gave you their only championship, yeah. you should hang that jersey up. What, what what Kawhi was able to do with with you know kind of the bridging of the the gap after the the Duncans and the you know Manus and and the Parkers of the world got to be past their prime, Ma, you know Kawhi could be immortalized in San Antonio. I don't think he will be, but no, I don't. I think Kawhi is going to miss out on the statue lore, mm-hmm. but he'll get his jersey in the Raptors. Yeah, in, in San Antonio Toronto, and, and probably Toronto. I think only, yeah. well, you only think Toronto? Maybe, maybe San Antonio. Yeah, he was a part of that championship in fourteen. Um, yeah, I yeah think I'm, I'm that surprised you that you're talking about Timmy Duncan in the chat there. Yeah. that might be the only time you see a trio statue is when you put yeah, Tim Duncan, with, Manu, and Parker, and maybe out even there. Pop. I think Pop should get a maybe statue Pop. too. Maybe I'll, I don't. I don't has think there ever been a four. statue for an NBA coach? 
I think uh, Red Arbuck has one in Boston, mm. but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, that would be the one that immediately comes to mind. If you count Jerry West because of his days as a coach, but I think mm. the statue's more for his playing career. Um, Let's see. Who's kind of on the tail end of their career that we could be missing right now? If, if you're not going, if you're not going to give Pop a, a statue as the all-time wins leader in NBA history, then I mean that's that's just pitiful in my opinion. I think yeah. if any coach deserves a statue, Ooh, it would be great. Let me Popovich. get you. I got a good one. Okay. Kyrie Irving, oh. Cleveland. Maybe to get the statue but out probably there. Probably not. Championship. Probably just. One Probably of the just, the, just the Raptors. The Raptors. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's gonna get a statue. Yeah, so unless like, unless kinda... he's able, unless he's able to take the Nets, maybe. So we're probably really down to just a select few. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know, maybe a handful of totals that we could talk about and only a few for sure. So like LeBron yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Curry, Curry for sure. That's two. And we're talking about Giannis, Giannis feels like it's for sure. I feel like Giannis for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's three. Um, mm. and just because players have bounced around, it hurts their cases. Yeah. So like, yeah, mm. but, oh, I mean, but question. that's, but that's also the area that we're in right now, Drew. Isn't that, I know, but you know, like, we're... it'll cut you off from like being able to get a statue because longevity yeah. can constitute with, with statues a, yeah. or yeah. like, you know, just someone that dominance. means so much to that city in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, who do we, Oh, my question. I got another one. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook in OKC. Probably not. If if I would say I would say Durant who is deserves more who deserves a statue more in OKC, Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant? For the contributions to the team, probably Westbrook. But I just don't think he's going to get one. Well, if you say that, because I think he deserves it for the contributions to the community as well. So I mean, yeah. if you think he deserves it in that category, and he was so impactful as a community guy. Yeah. I think. I think if you're gonna put it, ooh, this this is it's so possible. This is, this it's a controversial true. one right here. Yeah. If you're gonna put up any statue in OKC, it's gotta be Russell Westbrook, and not Kevin Durant. It's gotta be Russell Westbrook wow. and not Kevin Durant. Now, I honestly. mean, yeah, I just and it's it, crazy to think that you know Kevin Durant at the end of his career probably won't have a statue anywhere unless yeah. he goes back to OKC. And I think that's I think, I think that's the I only think, way he could redeem that and get a statue yeah, out there. Go, but. go, going back, and I think he's got to lead him to a title, probably. Yeah, I think that would be the ultimate, like you know, setting it like sealing in stone. Not to make a pun, but <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and heck, let's. I want to try and quick rail off some players that are gonna miss you know statues outside of arena because of their. I don't want to say journeyman careers for all of them, but not staying mm-hmm. with you know their franchises. KD. Harden. Yeah. Let's see. DeRozan. Yeah. Maybe if he stayed in Toronto. Yeah. Um, that was kind of not his fault, though. But Yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah. Definitely feels like one that could have been. Uh, man, Al Horford. Yeah. I think if he just stayed in Atlanta, I mean, maybe. Hey, what about, what about Miles Turner? Kyrie. How many times have the Pacers tried to get Stop rid of him? It. And, and he... <laughs> Can Kyrie. you think of Miles anybody anywhere else but a Pacer, though? And no. what he's meant to that team? If, if they led him to a title, maybe a statue. Yeah. But if, if Jokic leaves the Nuggets next year, the, then do, he they, do they build him a statue? I, probably not. Okay. 
What about Embiid? This is, it's interesting. What about Embiid? I know it's still I don't early. Know. He's got to secure at least an MVP. Yeah, I think he's got so. to secure an MVP or a championship, or the process won't matter. It'll just be a fun story to talk about yeah. later when we're old to our kids. Yeah, but I think Reggie uh, Miller already has one for Indiana. Indiana, does he not? Does he have a statue? I don't know. I think I don't know. I, maybe he doesn't. I think he's just in the rafters. But need to have an episode where we talk about you know active players. Uh, whose jerseys should be in the rafters or players who are retired whose jerseys mm. are not in the rafters that should be. Yeah. That's definitely a good episode. That's, maybe that's maybe, a, that's maybe a good some topic. bonus, but definitely a good good Gary over. But uh, I went along I went along with that NBA side of things, but now it's time for BJ's best. Yeah, thank you, Drew, as always. Uh well, you know, I was hoping for a different result on Monday night as as somebody uh you know pointed out on, on the <laughs> Twitter on the Twitter sphere, but hey. Win or lose, fantastic season for the Frogs. So that's not BJ's best. That might be BJ's worst this week, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, but that's not why I uh, bring that up. I, I, I uh, for BJ's best this week, and I meant to talk about this last week, and then we got what happened with with Demar Hamlin, and and that took bigger precedent to me as as one of the reasons, like why um, you know as as something I should talk about more so than than. Uh, than this story but thankfully because i'm not sure if you've heard this drew and i i think that um you know <laughs> i i see it i see it let's see put the or put a user in timeout uh no <laughs> no so this i saw this last week um so have you ever heard of a golfer named scott stallings uh drew uh yes because i tried to <laughs> i tried to bet on him not too long ago <laughs> Well, did you ever hear of um, uh, the one time that his master's invitation went missing? Uh, no. So Scott Stallings, the golfer, was pretty much expecting an invitation to Masters. As you mentioned, he is one of the, the best golfers in the world and, and, and has been there in the past. And he was waiting and waiting and waiting and still hadn't arrived. And, well... Um, you know, the thing about it is, is that it was sent out. His master's invitation was sent out, mm-hmm. but it was sent to the wrong person. Oh boy. A Scott and Jenny Stallings, uh, approached a UPS store counter in St. Simon's Island, Georgia, uh, with an envelope in one hand and a fatal tension in the other. Uh, Scott was gripping the parcel tight and, uh, unbeknownst to anyone else in the store, the envelope being slid across the counter had been on a journey long before it reached the store. It also amounted to a six by eight moral dilemma that would leave any golfer feeling faint on new year's Eve, the Stallings, not the the golfer, but uh, the Stallings who are a married real estate duo from Atlanta decided to drive to their condo in St. Simon's, which is a private barrier Island off of the Georgia coast. Uh, Typically the couple had rented it out to vacationers, but for the holiday weekend, they decided to take advantage. Uh, if someone else had booked the place on Airbnb, who knows what could have happened. Uh, when uh, they got to their uh, place away from home, there was an unexpected UPS envelope addressed to Scott. The uh, Jenny went and picked it up and said, what is this? Scott had no idea. Jenny pulled back the tab and out came another envelope, a Russian doll of sorts, maybe, but the second envelope was discernibly different. It was green 
a very familiar shade of green, along with a gold embossment. Scott and Jenny had a ticket to the Masters, which is the most prestigious golf tournament in the state of Georgia in, in that Atlanta area. They, the, the Scott and Jenny couple, uh, they entered the, tur- the, the lottery to get tickets every year, and every year they're passed over. Um, holding that envelope, though, Jenny thought that the golf gods had finally smiled upon the Stallings. At last, their names were pulled. They were going to get to go to the Masters. But that didn't make sense. Why would Augusta National send their tickets to the vacation home? So she looked closer and closer, and holy bleep is the direct quote in this uh, this ad, or in this story, I should say. Because um, this was an invitation to play, Drew. It was not an invitation yeah. to attend and watch. Oh. Um, it was an invitation to play for Scott Stallings of Atlanta, not the professional golfer, but the non-professional golfer who loves the game, but doesn't get to play it nearly enough like the professional golfer would. Um, there's apparently also 74 other Scott Stallings on Facebook, uh, which is 74. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't think that that would be a, a common name. Um, you know, there's one that works at a Walmart in Ada, Oklahoma, or a technician for Raytheon in Danville, Alabama, Jeez. or there's one in, in North Carolina, Custer, Kentucky, California. Custer. Yeah. Um, so for Scott Stallings, the golfer, he was expecting to uh, make a trip to Augusta after a breakout year in 2022, but he hadn't received his invitation. He kept checking the mailbox daily. On December 20th, Augusta released a statement on qualifying criteria and the allowance of LIV golfers, LIV golf players to be part of the tournament field. Club announced the full list of participants, and with that, players began posting pictures of their formal invitations on social media. But Stallings didn't have his. He went to the Masters website to double-check for his name. Uh, Stallings began thinking that his wife, who is also named Jenny Bud, by the way, had intercepted the invitation and was planning to put it under the tree on Christmas morning. But Christmas came and went, and no Masters invitation. And so Stallings was growing, growing exceedingly nervous. After we were done with the presents, I said, so wait, for real? You don't have it? Um, and Jenny said, I 1,000% don't have it, I swear. So they uh, ended up, the Stallings of Atlanta, Drew, mm-hmm. reached out to Scott Stalling, the golfer, through an Instagram DM. And, uh, well, the, the one that is not the golfer said... Uh, my name is also Scott Stallings. I'm from Georgia. My wife's name is Jenny, too. Uh, we have a condo out in, in the coastline of Georgia, and I received a FedEx today from the Masters inviting me to play in the Masters tournament April 6th through the 9th. I'm 100% sure this is not for me. I play, but wow, nowhere near your level. It's a very nice package, complete with everything needed to attend. I think we have some confusion because of our names, our wife's names, and geographical location. Uh, and then he went on to say where he could be reached and more than happy to send the package to Scott Stallings, the golfer. Um, and uh, so they were able to get connected and, and everything got figured out. And so Scott Stallings, the golfer, met Scott Stallings from Atlanta, received his master's invitation, 
And uh, a young lady working at a UPS found herself with an envelope addressed both to Scott Stallings and from Scott Stallings. It was a, a funny, uh, funny little story there in the golf world that I would have brought up last week, but thankfully, uh, you know, it, it was able to wait until this week because, you know, there was more important things to talk about last week. And, and by the way, if, if, in case we hadn't gotten a chance to mention it, DeMar Hamlin continues to improve. He's, he was checked out of the Cincinnati hospital, taken back to Buffalo. And I believe he's out of the Buffalo hospital now. Yep, He's been discharged recently. So this is just fantastic progress for him. And, and so we're, we're all the, all the love and support to the the doctors and, and medical responders that were able to, to help that young man out after what could have been so much worse. And he's doing some type of fundraiser for the medical staff in Cincinnati um yeah for, as, for what they did yeah and and i bet that's gonna be popping with, with donations just as much as oh, as his, yeah. his children's charity so we'll have to we'll, we'll probably have to keep an eye on that that might be something for for next week to to research and explore into oh but yeah scott stallings scott stallings the confusion ends thankfully on a good note and that is bj's best this week drew well there you go ladies and gents that is BJ's best. And my goodness, NFL playoff picture, BJ. I don't know how it just turned heel like that, but uh, NFL, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the NFL playoff picture is locked in. Uh, Dallas Cowboys versus Bucks on Monday. That's my most important game Ooh, to keep out yeah. for. Tom Brady 7 0 versus the Cowboys. Kind of risky there for like any betters wanting to make take any gambles out there. I don't uh, like that stat, Drew. That's yeah. not one of those padlock stats I like. Yeah, your my go-to place for wild card uh, round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, though, PJ, and official mm-hmm. an, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> to kick off the road to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Yeah, Drew. I mean, you're looking at some some big games this weekend and some big point spreads. I, I'm surprised. This is one of the few times that I can remember three games out of the six this weekend are all either at double-digit point spreads or very close. You've got the Niners as 10-point favorites over the Seahawks. The Bills are up to nearly 14-point favorites at home against the Dolphins. And the Bengals are nearly 10 at home against the Ravens. All new ex- all new and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. So whether you want to block in those LA Chargers as favorites in Jacksonville on Saturday, or maybe you're thinking upset with the Giants in Minnesota on Sunday, uh, that Jags Chargers game. I should have said Saturday. If I said Sunday, I apologize. It's it's simple, Drew. I'm, I'm not going to touch that Monday night spread, but I'm thinking I might take the Giants money line as an outright underdog place in any nfl bet of your choice if it loses you'll get a free bet back up to ten dollars action so good why would you bet the nfl playoffs anywhere else as we get closer to super bowl 57 download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code tbpn new customers can bet five dollars on the nfl and get two hundred dollars or 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And BJ, All right, Drew. 
as yes, people sir. see this lowdown t-shirt that I've got on, I can't let them yes, forget indeed. about going to visit T Public. If you guys are unsure of where you want to spend your holiday cash, you know, you guys got some money under the tree. You got those cards. Probably got a Fanatics card. You got to get a Fanatics card. My merch store, Absolutely. mine and BJ's Fanatics merch store is full of fun designs and a variety of products and it's all on sale right now through friday night 14 dollars t-shirts and up to 35 percent off everything else and hey thanks for the support yeah i mean mama Lottermilk approved uh this hey. this was taken earlier today drew uh yes, mama Lottermilk was rocking the lowdown and was able to to be uh Kind of along the same lines, you, you and, and she were, were matching buddies. Today. Yeah, so big twins. Ma- Mama Laudermilk loves and approves and wore it and support while she was at work with her students today. So always thankful for that and uh, definitely be on the lookout for that on social media later on as well. So not just over on Public, you can get some good deals on merch. But Drew, if you go to Fanatics, as you mentioned, we are more than proud to be partnered with Fanatics. You can get Free shipping if you're in the U.S. on orders over $24 now through the end of the night. And there will probably be deals, um, you know, going forward through the weekend. I I hate to say it because of the way it went. And and Cam, I know, has already commented the the final score. But the Georgia Bulldogs are national champions of football for the second year in a row. There is all kinds of Georgia Bulldog gear, merch available on Fanatics. It actually looks not too terrible you know i I, they've they've got game recognized game and back to back with go dogs on the shirt you can get a 2022 national champion shirt with the or national champions hat as well with the back to back on there as well just be on the lookout whether you want to get some playoff gear for the nfl we just mentioned earlier a moment ago when we were talking about our friends over at DraftKings, want to rep the georgia bulldogs whether you want to rep you know, I've, I've got next week, Drew, I'm going to be going to uh, the Dallas Mavericks game against the Atlanta Hawks hey. uh, as a, as an early birthday present that I, I got from one of my brothers. And go. I was uh, I was fortunate enough to get some Mavs gear on Fanatics. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to be rocking at the AAC on the 18th. Yeah. And, and that will probably be BJ's best next week now that I'm yeah. thinking about it. But Heck, yeah. go ahead and check us out at Fanatics. There is a link in the description for you to get a deal in play so drew with all that being said it's tough to top what we just talked about Man. with all our fine friends over at t public fanatics and DraftKings. but drew what is on your mind today well ladies and gentlemen as you know it's always a lot but this time it's it's something that ended recently a show of mine actually i just got to finish it yesterday it's been over for a few weeks now i missed the live episode but the walking dead oh okay the walking dead bj the walking dead has been around since a long time 2010 yeah i was just saying we're still in high school school, right yeah yeah it was like the end of our freshman year Mm -hmm. of high school or going into our sophomore year. I don't remember the exact date of when they had them come out. The month. Something but, like that. Yeah. yeah. Freshman into sophomore year is when Walking Dead originally came out. And it was a 12-year long show. 11 seasons. And I just finished it last night. Um, crazy to think that it went 11 seasons. And, you know, just hearing all the 
the different opinions about the show over the years. I wanted to to dig into some of that. I, I've been so interested as I'm as I've uh, gone down my final stretch of watching the show. I've I've ran into unfortunate spoilers on Facebook because they've already finished the show and things like that. So like a character I didn't know was going to die, I ended up finding out was going to die. So I knew already and I knew these other people were coming back and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. it partially ruined it for me, but some of it I kind of forgot about and just looked took it, took it for what it was. I was just watching. Um, but yeah, The Walking Dead recently came to an end. It's going to have two or three spinoff shows. Um, right, right along with it. There's already uh, Fear of the Walking Dead that's out mm-hmm. there. Um, there's, there's some others. Tales of the Walking Dead, something kind of new. Um, I just saw one on AMC. Is some prequel to Fear the Walking Dead? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember what it said. Fear the Walking Dead Below Ground or something like that. Okay. So there's, there's little mini spinoff series that nobody really watches. That's kind of on the, the Hulu's the world and like kind of stashed mm-hmm. under. Uh, that that aren't near as popular as the OG show or the original Fear the Walking Dead. But um, I want to talk about this one because one of the things that I've been looking into just as, you know, I'm wondering, you know, as as people talk about, you know, what the best seasons were when they left because of what season Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, all that hoopla and all the the fans who jumped off uh, the Walking Dead ship early and ones like me who kept watching – regardless just just been popping through and trying to gauge where everybody thinks the seasons rank throughout mm-hmm. the course of this show and okay uh, bj earlier i was looking at most of these on my phone um and i went through like three or four different lists of of uh kind of uh how they have them ordered out and mm-hmm. i'll get to and compile them this. yes okay and weirdly enough i'm gonna go from the top to the bottom so from the best to the worst instead okay. of the alternative you were uh for me i didn't get into the show i, I didn't watch a second of it so i can't wow, add anything really? i didn't add i can't add anything about like what season i tapped out Dude, on because I some of the started. longest best running shows you just didn't turn on i mean i i didn't turn them on at the time when they were running i didn't watch them mm-hmm. live but when i found out about them later when i slowed down it was like okay i should probably watch some tv shows or whatever uh they're like here walking dead here game of thrones and i mm-hmm. fed into them and so you haven't seen game of thrones you haven't seen walking dead you probably haven't seen breaking bad and you i actually have i actually have oh, seen, seen breaking you've yeah. seen breaking bad but you have, you have seen better call Saul too right yes yes okay yeah. well you need to step it up on those other two but it's a <laughs> lot of episodes it would take you forever to finish the walking that's dead. that's what i was about to say that's part of it is like I, by, by the time it's even... not the same case so quit yeah. making by excuses the, by the time i even realized that the walking dead was kind of going on it was already like four or five seasons in and I had no way of knowing it was going to go on as long as it did. And it never really appealed to me personally. I'm I'm not saying that it's not going to be good or anything like that. It just wasn't something that really was struck my interest to watch. Craziest part of that BJ is where we're about to start. So we're starting from ranking these from best to the worst. Okay. You know what the consensus out of all the lists that I've looked at, the it's consensus the best season. season was is the first season. And that's usually rare. Season. Sometimes like with other shows, they, they tend to, you know, they start off a little bit slow, but then they work their way up. And, and usually... even better for you. Yeah, you're completely right. And even mm-hmm. better for you, because I was looking at this a lot earlier today. I just don't have this list up right now. Do you know uh-huh. what the best episode was of the entire show? Don't tell me the pilot. The pilot 
wow. was one of the best episodes of the entire series, which wow. like that's super wild to think about. Yeah. Cause like when you think about the pilot of game of Thrones, you think that's probably one of the worst episodes. Breaking, breaking Bad's pilot is very slow. It, yeah, it does, Bad, it's very necessary, but breaking bad's first season is pretty slow, but yeah, yeah the pilot is pretty slow, but yeah, I've been looking back at it in like, you know, episode one, season one. I mean, it has a lot, like it's the most, mm-hmm. Uh, and and they talk about uh, season one being the most, uh, most authentic to the books, mo- the closest okay. to the books. So like you know, literally everything the world turned in the episode. I mean it's mm-hmm. just, just a whole lot of shock value, and just everything that you would imagine. On- honestly, you know when you think about it, it really is the perfect pilot. It really is the perfect pilot to be honest. I don't know if I know of a better kickoff to a show. In this one, I know Game of Thrones caught my attention in the first episode, but there's a lot to learn in this one. But like Walking Dead is just like, uh, it, it seemed like I was kind of with him and I was like nervous with him as he was walking through the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. he just he had got shot before that. He wakes up in the hospital, it's all undead, everybody's dead, and he's got to walk through it, still kind of hurt and healing, shock value, mm-hmm. trying to find his family, finds a random family. It's just I don't know. It's, it's a really good pilot. But anyway, yeah. yeah, season one has been the consensus number one best season so far. Awesome. It's, okay. That's pretty crazy. Um, and that's the only one I'm going to do the consensus with. The rest yeah, of it. Yeah, because the rest of it Kind of a shuffle. Yeah. So, oh, where'd it go? Did I scroll too far? I did. Okay. So, oh, I went the wrong way. That's what it <laughs> So, number two here on this list is season five okay which that's kind of like the tail end of everybody leaving have left the prison and things like that of and this is when that terminus storylines happen and not a lot of people were the biggest fans and this is this is the craziest part like people were jumping ship at this point like Mm -hmm. at the terminus part they were they either left before season five or for some odd reason left right after it Mm -hmm. because Season five, you know, I I wasn't going to say consensus, but has been regularly in the top five of all the articles that I've seen mm-hmm. uh, as far as where to rank season five, which I don't I don't honestly remember a ton about season five just because it's so long ago at this point because mm-hmm. it's, it's dragged on for so many years and I haven't yeah. rewatched it the way I have with Game of Thrones. So my memory is not as as intact with this one, but. It's it's it was still a good series and you know I was just there are parts within the middle of you know this show that get slow but you just gotta stick it out I mean it's it's hard to create content on a thing like this yeah and uh, number three season three every most people's uh, one of their favorites you know you'll hear about it from everybody when they talk about The Walking Dead it's the prison uh, the prison season pretty much mm-hmm. uh, in season three. So uh, and uh, right after leaving Herschel's farm just before that. So it's one of my favorite seasons. A lot happens in it. it it's a really emotional one. It's it's pretty solid. And I see why it's up there in the top three uh, yeah. right behind it at four is season four. Uh, they had a good stretch run here uh, of seasons going on. As you see, you know, five, three and mm-hmm. four all in succession. One, so, I mean, mm-hmm. And then, you know, right after uh, in season four was the governor and the first, you know, good villain within the uh, the show here. And he was pretty good. And then number five here, which is kind of shocking because of 
who exits the show at this point is season nine. And when Rick Grimes, the main guy, um, leaves off the show here, people really liked it. I think this is when uh, the showrunners had changed and there were complaints about um, the end of the Negan era, uh, maybe in the midst of season eight. People didn't like that a whole lot. And then these showrunners mm-hmm. came in and kind of saved this thing, even uh, with the loss of Rick Grimes in here and made it as mm-hmm. a top five episode or season, it seems here. Huh. And uh, season two, right behind right, okay. it. Okay. Uh, a good, it's hard to follow up a, a season one like that, but season yeah. two did pretty good. And especially when we had that shock value of um, Carol's daughter coming out of the barn undead after they searched for her throughout the entire season. That was pretty intense. And then right after it, this season 11 here, which is pretty, which was pretty good, uh, very lengthy. It, it ended up being more lengthy because the new showrunners didn't know it was supposed to end in season 11. Uh, so I guess I know the organization of it didn't go as planned, but I thought it was pretty good. Some of them, some of the stuff at the end is question marks. Some things that they had brought up to keep the show interesting that they never like answered for, mm-hmm. so, like the Walker variants where they could start towards the i'm sorry i'm spoiling this for you bj but you're not gonna watch it um, I, well, I mean I, I, the by the time suddenly, i might get to the point i'll probably forgotten <laughs> sure. um the walkers are suddenly able to open doors and uh climb walls and stuff in the, within the last like three or four episodes of the season like what that's quite <laughs> a twist to be throwing in in the last handful of episodes like yeah it would have changed the whole dynamic of things if you'd have had them crawling walls and opening doors before a lot of our heroes wouldn't have made it yeah or our favorites wouldn't have made it, i should say yeah um and i'll just do these last few season 10 just before this i'm thinking that's the end of the uh whispers era for the most part uh season or number nine here season six that slow season that i kind of talked about where a lot of people were uh jumping Tuned ship out. there mm-hmm. but well, i mean it's just about commitment and i'm surprised this one is this low the 10th one on this list, BJ, and I know there were 11 seasons, so you know what the next one is. Season mm-hmm. season 8 would be the bottom one yeah. on this. But season 7 here at number 10, and that was when Negan, the most uh, maniacal villain in Walking Dead by far, like he was definitely he was more evil than uh, the governor, okay. and he pops in. And I'm surprised this season. I know it was bad for the the main favorites for everybody when Glenn dies, Abraham dies, and this super evil villain comes in. He's just beating people over the head with a bat and taking absolute control. But he was such a good villain. How can you not like the season? And like, he was yeah. torturing our main guy the whole time, just kind of poking fun at him and just mm. doing some evil stuff the whole time. I don't know how it was ranked so low, but I personally don't like Is that, was that better. one of the ones that was like consensus? Like not, maybe not consensus, but no, this has I, been I, all I, over the place. Honestly. Okay. On these, this is, this is on this list is the lowest I've seen it. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this is the rankings of the, uh, the show. I'm going to love it when I get the chance to rewatch it just because my watching of it's been so spread out compared to any Mm -hmm. other show that, you know, going back through, it's going to be so good. Yeah. Uh, In the end, it's going to be really fulfilling. Um, I got a lot of, I got a a few shows that I can rewatch. Game of Thrones will not be touched for a while so that I can touch some other shows um but yeah uh walking dead on my mind good show um looking forward to finishing fear the walking dead i don't have too much of that left and then there's one new season coming out in may to finish it 
Mm-hmm. So I'll be by the end of 2023, I'll have Fear the Walking Dead completely done, and uh, you know we'll have we'll have at least one. We'll have one. Oh no, that's a lot of episodes. Oh, we'll have okay. at least one spinoff from The Walking Dead pop up. Maybe Rick and Michonne, Daryl, or uh, Dead City with uh, Maggie and Negan, but we'll see. But yeah, I love uh, love the show. Uh, I'm glad I never quit on it for uh, and and held out to to watch things go. I couldn't imagine you know bailing out in like season six and missing the Negan part. Like what? Who's this super evil guy? He did what to who? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but, but yeah, that is uh, what's on Drew's mind today. Good stuff. All right. The Walking Dead, and we are going to maybe not walk as deadly into our next topic, but we'll go ahead and, and jaunt over and tell you that the WNBA All-Star Game, Drew, it has been announced that Las Vegas Sin City will be hosting for the third time in the last five seasons. They held it in 2019 and in 2021 as well. The 2023 edition of the All-Star Game will be on Saturday, July 15th over there at uh, Michelob Ultra Arena, which is where the Aces uh, the Aces are. That's, well, that's their home, I should say. Uh, I don't know what I was trying to say. but mm-hmm. um, So three-point shooting contest, skills challenge on Friday, and then there will also be a two-day fan festival called WNBA Live. Tickets are going to go on sale a week from today, Drew, January the 19th. So we'll see if, if uh, you were able to get your tickets when we uh, come on here next week for our edition of The Lowdown. But, Drew, number three out of four, I guess they. I'm, I'm sure they didn't do one in, in 2020. Um, th- third time in five years, but third time in four tries with Chicago being the the uh, the exemption last season. Um, what do you think of the move in Sin City? Is this something that you think is still going to rotate, or do they like having it in Vegas just because of how much there is to offer? Uh, and going, going forward, is this something that we should expect to see more of as like maybe an every other year type of thing until we see more expansion with the league? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you'll probably see it. You might see an every other year type of thing um, because it's been done previously. Uh, the sun used to do it. And in fact, I just had a random fact about the sun. This is the longest sun habit hosted an all-star game since the league began. When the league began, uh, the sun didn't host until 2005. So, mm-hmm. uh, and ever since then, starting in 2009, they were hosting every other year. So they hosted after 05, it was 9 in uh, 13. Well, the years that they had All-Star games. Mm-hmm. 9, 13, and 15. And they haven't hosted since 2015. So Vegas might be now doing what uh, UConn or Connecticut did for a while. You know, at least, like you said, until we get some more expansion. But, you know, mm-hmm. Vegas was really popular. I actually, this is one of the times that I can say I was there, BJ. So I got to be a mm-hmm. part of the whole experience with uh, – uh, the WNBA All Star Game and and all that. So Vegas yeah. was a Vegas was a solid spot. It was a it was a fun time. Um, Absolutely. And I I can't blame them for going back. It, it's it's a quick immediate you know grab a spot. This this was a hit. Go ahead and do it again. Nobody's gonna complain. Yeah. Just lock it in because people wanted it locked in early and people need to know so they can make plans and book flights, mm-hmm. hotels, all that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean Vegas in the hit. summer. 
but it was a hit last time. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, Vegas in the summer, there's always a lot to do and, and, you know, you don't have to worry about, usually you don't have to worry about weather that would, you know, prevent people from, from coming in or, or, you know, trying to enjoy it. I know they were talking about, you know, some of the outdoor stuff last year and that was something that wasn't, uh, you know, there was a, there's some, some issues with that last year when they did that in Chicago. Um, so hopefully that will be something that, you know, with as many things that Vegas has to offer, uh, outdoors wise, that shouldn't be an issue, um, uh, this time around. Yeah. Um, the only difference yeah. compared to when I went is that, you know, at, you know, just like last time in 2021, they're playing at Michelob Ultra Arena. The one that I went mm-hmm. to in 19, they were at Mandalay Bay Event okay. Center, which was super dope. And I got to see yeah. a regular season game the next like couple of days after. So that was dope as well. But yeah, but yeah, this will, this, they'll probably be doing what uh, Connecticut did for a bit. And, um, man, cause I don't, cause we'll have expansion in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't imagine a new team will host an all-star game. Um, for another four or but, five years, probably. But I believe 2024, it won't be Vegas. Uh, yeah. We could see maybe see a team that hasn't hosted anything in a while. So by the time that next year comes around, we should be trying to talk about bringing it back to Texas, BJ, because mm-hmm. the All Star Game has only come to Texas one time, and it came to San Antonio at the AT and T Center in 2011. Yeah, one you time. know, I mean, it would be interesting if they were able to uh, get the AAC if if they were able to do that. I know the Wings don't play there, but uh, you know, there's with, with certain few exceptions, obviously, if, if you book it far enough in advance, there shouldn't be any, you know, bumping or anything like that where where there would be like a concert or something that, you know, people would no, be and like. The, and the NBA season's over, so mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we're getting in the way of them or anything. Yeah. It'd be something they could do, uh, you know, yeah. maybe in the next couple of years, which I'm hoping they do this, that Mark buys a new gym mm-hmm. and the, the wings can go to the AAC. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I'll never be crazy about the parking and having to pay for <laughs> no, all that mess. Yeah. But I was gonna say that's that's about tour. one of the only detriments. But um, so yeah, so Vegas, July fifteenth will yeah. be the All Star game this year, and also on the WNBA side of things, Drew mentioned a Dallas wing that has had some trade rumors emerge about. Alicia Gray possibly on the move. Yes, uh, I do want to mention some some more things about the All Star Game really quick before we get okay. to Alicia. Just some of the things that are going to be going on uh, on the 14th prior to the All Star Game. Um, there's going to be a three point contest in partnership with Pepsi uh, and a WNBA Skills Challenge. Uh, so don't forget to check that out. And fan, there's going to be a lot of things for the fans fan events as well um it's called wnba live fan festival mm-hmm. uh in its second year there were a lot of i hope they which man i'd have to really dig back into wnba twitter to remember uh about all the some of the issues the things that went on with that yeah there was there was a lot of complaints surrounding the all-star game in chicago last year and what fans did or didn't have access to so mm-hmm. i'll have to rehash some of those out to recall that fully but yeah people had a lot of issues because they knew a lot of people uh they were going out there in chicago that 
air their grievances out that cover the league. So I mean, I'm uh, sure we, they've... We, pro- we might have uh, talked about it in season two. We might see Maybe. if we dig that up. But hopefully they've week. hashed that out this time around um, and can do this and, and not have as much hoopla surrounding that and get things uh, – things set it's a two-day event at wnba live so hopefully it's better this time around in vegas i'm not saying it was a location or anything but no um but you know just gotta go about it a little bit better this time around yeah. especially right before we get some expansion can't bring like two more teams into this fold and still not be able to do things the right way but um yeah all-star game in vegas coming up and uh let's go ahead and pivot over to alicia gray that you mentioned bj mm-hmm. there was um, some news that came out towards the end of the season uh, this past year from uh, Christina Williams from uh, Girls Talk Sports TV. Uh, I hope I said that right. Yeah. Um, but yes, she had posted back on July 15th that Alicia was to remain in Dallas for the remainder of the season and will most likely be removed in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, sources sold her and girls to girls talk sports tv and she recently posted uh about it earlier this week more news she got sources alicia's expected to be traded from dallas destinations include washington chicago connecticut and atlanta as possible gray is in the last year of her contract and plans to exercise free agency when that contract is up so alicia gray likely on the move and there mm-hmm. were a lot of immediate discussions surrounding that as soon as it happened Mm-hmm. And and that it was just funny because one of the comments that I saw from from Reggie Atatula uh, from 105.3 The Fan was talking mm-hmm. about, man, if this is another player wanting out of Dallas, and I was just like, it is, it is indeed. I mean, it's another player wanting out. At least yeah. it's one of those quiet ones. Um, you know, she's not gonna, you know, raise hoopla. She's not gonna drop a, a tweet or anything, and uh, you know, air out her grievances. She's gonna be, mm-hmm. she's gonna be quietly mad. Yeah. But I think this has been at least a year in the making uh, right after she uh, signed her contract to come back to Dallas not too long ago. I think she probably instantly regretted it later that season for probably a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just been in the works since last season. And that's why there's been so much more of a push uh, for her to get her her awards and be an all-star or something. So I guess, so her value would be boosted in this, in yeah. this trade and, you know, show how, uh, that she is a bit marketable and, you know, she's worth trading for. And she's not just going to be a mute that gets buckets sometimes and plays defense. She has a personality. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why that's been exercised a bit more the past year or so. Very and, possible. And just, just in plans for her to have an easy walk out the door. Cause like I said, I mean, if you, and, you know, she's got respect from the organization, so she's not going to cause hoopla. She's, you know, if she's like she wants out, I mean, they're probably going to do it a way that, you know, fits her and helps her out instead of, you know, spurring her and just shipping her off where they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is definitely a problem that another star player wants out of Dallas. Yeah. Um, and if you want to bring up some other players that possibly want out of Dallas too, um, players who tweeted at the end of last season after one of the games can't remember exactly which game it was yeah. I'd have to, you know get my phone out and scroll up and, and figure out but yeah. um you know izzy tweeting after one of the games in frustration mm-hmm. that tweet was up for at least you know like 24 hours or so or the whole weekend and charlie had tweeted that same night she deleted hers that night though 
Um, yeah. So a couple of players that are upset, you know, we know Charlie, a number one pick, not hardly seeing the floor. We can see why, you know, her frustrations are going to want to air out there. Izzy, who started off the season seeing a decent bit of minutes uh, and has, you know, vastly improved her game, you know, just started to steadily not see as many minutes as the year went on. And she's mm-hmm. an unrestricted free agent right now. Like, what are the odds that you think she's coming back after the way last season went? The only way you can probably hope and imagine for that is that Trammell has just been like, oh, please, Izzy, don't leave. We're going to use you so much this year. But yeah. I don't know how you're going to do that if, you know, Gray's leaving town, which gives you more room for the backcourt duo of Marike to thrive and to work through Tierra. And if you get a healthy Satu, that's a lot of people to play through and work through to kind of nuclear nuclearize your team anyway yeah where does izzy fit into that is she your sixth woman maybe sure but she's a starter caliber player so and that proved so at the beginning of the season last year when she was starting and your team was undefeated on the road and seven and three with her in the starting lineup early yeah uh so that's uh that's that's the way that's gonna go with the Dallas situation, but as far as yeah. destinations for Alicia Gray, BJ, those four stops, mm-hmm. they're all interesting stops. Um, depending on how this free agency period goes and where other people go, which mm-hmm. those things may happen first before Alicia goes anywhere. Yeah, I would imagine so. Are, because of how pieces are currently sitting, um, it seems like Connecticut might be the most favorable place. But that's what to, I was thinking too. To fit like a glove and possibly just be the scariest lineup in the league, Washington. Yeah. T Cloud, Atkins mm-hmm. at the guard position. They both just got first team all defense. Then you add in a tough defender like Gray at the three. Then you got EDD coming back healthy. Mm-hmm. And then Shakira Austin at the five. My goodness, yeah, that's, that's a scary. nice lineup. That's scary. Yeah. And two and two two lefties in there at that with Alicia and Atkins. So mm-hmm. I mean like That'd be, it'd be a nice little potent thing to work with. And that would make uh, Eric Tebow's first year as head coach so easy and Mike Tebow's first year as the GM only so easy. Um, but uh, Alicia in Connecticut, I just think because they don't have, um, you know, depending on how Jasmine is when she comes back, you know, you just add uh, that defensive guard out there, which, I mean, she can stretch to the forward spot, but they don't need her to. She could go back to her more traditional position because, uh, you know, you got Dijonay and you got uh, Dewana already playing forward spots there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alyssa Thomas still there, you know, John Quell down in the big position and uh, Bree Jones probably not going to be staying there because they can't afford her. But uh, I think that'd be a good spot for Alicia as well. Chicago, I mean, it's kind of crowded right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's no certainty that Sloot stays in Chicago, but, I don't know if I see that as one of the better fits of those four selections. You know, you got three contenders in an Atlanta dream who's just trying Mm -hmm. to stockpile pieces to become something right now. Yeah. Um, And I I don't think she would want to go necessarily to Atlanta. Yeah. um, Especially since she plans to exercise free agency the next off season. She's got to go to a one and done or like a a team that's contending. So you got to X out Atlanta and then you go with fit. Washington yeah. makes the most sense. Connecticut seems like she would get the most um, benefit. She'd probably be the closest to gauging herself towards an all-star if out there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or Atlanta, just because, you know, she'd get all the minutes and be out there with Ryan Howard, you know, just scoring all the time and playing defense. Yeah. But if she couldn't get her all-star nod in Dallas where she had a window, 
she's not going to go to a contending team and have a window to make it. I think, I yeah. think her window to be an all-star is over unless she goes somewhere where it's her team. And there's, there's nowhere to go right now for, yeah. for that, for her. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I thought Connecticut be a lot was, of fun. yeah, I thought when you mentioned the teams, I thought Connecticut was probably going to be the best, best choice for her. But I can, I, I mean, when you, when Washington was brought up and all the pieces they've got that, you know, that's a scary lineup there. And I think, you know, in terms of it, it really comes down to what is her biggest priority. Is it winning a title and setting herself up as trying to be a, a key cog to leading someone else to a title? Is it just going for an all-star appearance or, or, you know, what is the most important thing to her? And, and once that is the case, then we'll kind of have a little bit more clarity on where she might end up. But I, I agree with you. I think that, I think the two most likely are probably Connecticut and Washington. I, I think can, Chicago might be best if she wants to be a part of a, you know, possibility of winning of a title, but what kind of contributions would she make TBD? Heck, all three of those spots are contending for a title. You know, Connecticut mm-hmm. was just there. Like, yeah. um, you know, Chicago won the year before. Yeah. And uh, Washington, you know, they won in 19 and they just got to be healthy and they're right there with everybody else. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And the more interesting question is, like, what what would we think that Dallas would want for Alicia mm-hmm. Gray? You can't ask for a whole lot. and Maybe a first? You'd have to do a shuffling of probably send multiple players and get a key piece mm-hmm. to really get any player out of it. Because yeah. if you're just trading Gray and trying to get something back, you could probably trade her for draft compensation – Mm-hmm. And that's it. But if if, if yeah. you're trying to get another player in return for this player, you're gonna have to give something else with Alicia Gray and bring in some type of veteran or I, I don't know. I don't know, but it's hard to see a sizable asset come in in exchange for Alicia Gray. Yeah. And where they fit in because they won't be. You won't be trading to get a top three best player on this team because I mean you've got three yeah. right now. You've got Enrique yeah. Satu and uh, Tierra. I mean, mm-hmm. where would a fourth star fit in with that? I don't know because there's already been you know and and, to, and I know you know we have these kind of conversations like with the NBA like with four three or four stars like oh you know there's mm-hmm. not enough ball to go around like yeah in, in the WNBA you know that can be the that is not always the case mm-hmm. when you look at Vegas and see all the stars and they make yeah. the finals in Connecticut. Chicago, all the stars and they make the yeah. yeah. But Dallas just hasn't been able to keep it like that with their young stars. There's been disputes every year with, you know, a power struggle of like, you know, almost, you know, yeah. whose team is it? But like, Hey, I work even if VJ at a press conference cussing last year, talking about blah, blah, blah. This is some selfish bleep. And players playing selfish out there trying to get, you know, their amount of points or whatever whatever the mm-hmm. underlying case may be, there's yeah. been a bit of power hungriness, if you will, if not selfishness, in Dallas to to a degree. So they haven't been able to make the stars work out so far. And um, part of that probably with time on the court with each other because Satu hasn't been healthy enough to see a whole lot of time with Enrique. Um, Dallas's lineups over the last couple of years have been such a mixture. How do you possibly get chemistry with a certain unit? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but Dallas hasn't been able to figure it out yet as far as 
I don't know if it's selflessness that I'm looking for here because I think Come, you know coming people together win, as a team. Yeah, I don't know, and it, it's kind of hard to put it into one summarization for the yeah. downswings. There's been a lot of problems going on for the years, but they haven't been able to put the pieces that they have together and make something work. They've been able to see what it could be in different times: the beginning of the year last year, the end of the year last year, and you know some other times mixed between that. But they've they've got the they've got the box. They've got all the pieces out there but a couple of them are flipped the wrong way or upside down or in the wrong spot. Maybe that might be but the, the best within case. this Alicia gray trade. This is probably a chance for Greg Bibb to try and offload some bigs that he doesn't plan on playing or yeah. paying, playing and paying. Um, I feel like he probably, I don't know. He'd probably try and offload Bella Allery who was uh, away from the team last season. They probably feel like they don't need her. Um, either her or Charlie Collier, who was, you know, the number one pick. Yeah, which would just be, I mean, yeah. Oh gosh, if I mean, maybe but better you gotta for expect, her. You got to kind of expect it, but you don't know if any teams would even want that in the package, just because like they don't know what she truly offers and what they saw last year that they didn't see much. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know how you offload her. They might end up just having to keep her through training camp and maybe just make her lose her cut job her. that way and and yeah. cut her like that. Um, yeah. And Bella, Bella Allery might be a more tradable asset because you don't know what her her ceiling is just yet. You saw some flashes of some good things the year before, but she was there at all last year. You don't know what type of player you're kind of getting. I don't even know. If, I haven't seen the Wings update a single thing on Bella Allery, and I don't even know if she's even listed on their roster anymore. But you know they you used know. to they used to do some things, but but yeah, there's probably some other things going in that great trade, but. There's not anything that I think is going to come back and play a whole lot of minutes for them yeah. if, if that's what they're looking for. I think Greg is just going for draft compensation here in exchange for Alicia and, and maybe a key veteran piece if you can get a trade for it. But I, I, I don't know if 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 the destinations that you're kind of looking at or that she wants to go to has what you're looking for. So yeah, absolutely. it's probably just going to go draft compensation, whoever's got the best asset out there for him. Um, yeah. he'll probably go with it and have that package so he has future assets like he likes to stockpile. Yeah, so that's probably what's going to happen with that. But yeah, that Alicia makes Gray sense, whether as it's a right mystic, or not. Alicia Gray as a mystic or a uh, Connecticut Sun so, seems like the most likely possibility there. Yeah, that that makes sense for her. I, I mean, it's a shame that she is going to want out, but I mean, until we, until the whether it's front owner, you know. Uh, front office ownership or, or whatever the problem seems to be with, you know, not a- allowing these pieces to come together and, 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 you know, play together and, and try to build this up into a, a contender. You know, I, I don't think that anything's really going to change Drew. And it's unfortunate that we've been talking about this for, you know, almost three full seasons now of, of, you know, the WNBA and talking about the wings in this way. And, you know, the more things change, the more they really don't. So, and that's all I've got. And that is all Drew's got on Alicia Gray. Good stuff. We'll have to keep our eye out for the latest there. But, Drew, before we go for this edition of The Lowdown, it's time to play a little gamey game. A little gamey game. A little gamey game. How about another installment of everybody's favorite, With It or Quit It? If you're new to the show, I'm not sure how you uh, got here and, and 
<laughs> don't know the rules, but uh, we're 80 episodes in, I think, Drew. 80? Holy cow. Uh, we're getting, we're getting really 80? close. Yeah. I think so. We're getting really close to the, the triple digits. We're getting close to Wilt the Stilt's number of points in a oh. game one time. Um, how it works is I'm going to give Drew five questions. And he has to tell me if he is with it in agreement, essentially, or if he's going to quit and, and basically disagrees with it. So, Drew, are you ready? I am ready. All right, Drew, we're going to start with number one. And we're going to start with your food palette, if you will. So oh. you, Mr. Drew Ivory, uh-huh. prefer pizza over tacos if given the choice between the two. With it or quit it? With it. Okay. For sure. For sure. I actually had pizza today. Sounds good. I had to... It's it's unfortunate because I need to stop, but uh, every now and again, on like over the weekends, like when watching football, I'll I'll go order a pizza or something like that. It's just... There, there's only a few things that, that can be beat when you're watching football, and, and pizza seems like one of the few things that you can. So, yeah. awesome. Good stuff. Pizza over tacos. All right, Drew, number two. Now, you can interpret this any way you'd like, but the question is, LeBron James will pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time scoring leader before the All-Star break. Not, you know, I'm giving you a time frame here on this one. You with it or are you going to quit it? That's a month from now, right? Uh, it just about, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's February 19, maybe I'll, I'll double check mm, with it. Okay. Drew is with it for number two. Of course, man's at 29 he, points a game and scoring more lately. So he's probably going to go ahead and get it over with so he can yeah. turn up during the all-star. I was going to say, I mean, if, if he, uh, He's 423 points shy, and it is February 19th. That will be oh, shoot. Um, the is exactly the, 400. He's he's 423, I think, is something like that. So he needs to average like about if, 14 if, games, keeping his average, and he'll get there. 14, 15 games. Yeah, and I think there is that amount of time in between now and the All Star break in Salt Lake City, which is yeah, the 30th edition or 30th anniversary, I should say, of the first one that was held back in Salt Lake. So, looks like it will be happening just shy of the uh, the All Star break. Heck yeah! According to Drew Ivory. All right, Drew. Oh. Number three. Now this one, I uh, I have I have to admit this one came from a friend. Hold on, that was our first with it of 2023, by the way. Oh, those those first two were, yeah. Yeah, those are our first with it. How about that? That is funny, because you went all five, quit it last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not write this to be, uh, you know, five for five or anything like that. So, number three, Drew, is if you were to join any branch of the military, you would be a part of the Navy. With it or quit it? I'm just going to say quit it because I wouldn't join the military. So everything's going to be a no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Recruited, I, I was tried I, me for years and I was just like, I wouldn't even have a conversation with it. I'll just keep going. I was just saying, like, that, I know that, this that, is rude, but I'm not going. Yeah, <laughs> that, that came, that came from a friend who, who wanted you to basically say whether or not Navy was the best. So I, I think you oh, may have done the right thing. on that one. <laughs> you, you get the bailout. Oh, it's all yeah. right. All right, Drew, number four. Uh, it was announced earlier today, I don't know if you saw this, that uh, the NCAA has approved some of the um, possibilities of changes to 
the postseason brackets for all sports that have more than 200 teams. So that would or that would increase March Madness potentially up to 90 teams as opposed to the current 68 for both the men's and the women's basketball oh tournaments. God. So, Drew, are you with it or quit it that the NCAA should not expand March Madness to that number? It looks like they're probably going to, but this would be that you think it's the wrong decision. I don't know. Um, Because I feel like one answer, I should say it's the right decision because that gives Commerce more of a chance to make the tournament in the future. It it's almost a guarantee they would make it at that point if they expand that much. But like, wow, yeah, they I gave was, you they gave you 22 say, more teams in this tournament, Coach Rose, and you couldn't make it. Yeah, I was just saying, I think the, the thing that I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm wondering no, no. is with this, and, and um, I don't know for sure how it's going to work, but, you know, they uh, they still have the conference tournaments, but this would possibly allow for more of the regular season champions from some of these conferences yeah. Even if they get knocked out in the conference tournament, they could still make it in. Uh, I don't know if that's the right move because then it's like, well, what's the purpose of this tournament or this tournament? You know, if you're making March Madness larger, seems like you should get rid of one of those other tournaments to me. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I like the conference tournament stuff, and I, I, I like when you get an auto bid for winning your tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they should expand though. I think it's just too many. To, add, yeah. to have 90 teams in there. I mean, they already slightly expanded when they went from 64 to 68. Mm-hmm. I'm done. That's yeah. enough. I was just saying, and with, you know, adding 22 more teams, that's a possibility of adding like 11 more a, games. Yeah, 11 to, more games you know, and where, you know? Yeah, and how are you going to, you got 22 more teams and you got four regions that, that the math doesn't work out there. How are you going to go from the, the perfect bracket at 64 to 90 you know how are you gonna take, you're not even take... gonna be able to fill that you're not even gonna be able to do brackets anymore we're not gonna be able to fit on one page yeah it's like if you go you know 26 more teams from the 64 or whatever that's almost like adding six more teams per uh per region which is like you know how that that's gonna mess it all up i don't know Forget what they're gonna that. do so, that. so you are right there with me as well and they should not expand so that is three with it all right drew Last but not least, number five, the Dallas Cowboys are going to do something that they have never done before this weekend, and they'll beat Tom Brady for the first time ever and move on. You're you're saying quit Quit it? it. You you don't even want to give me a chance to finish the question? No, we're going to lose. Is this trauma of Cowboys fans in the past? Because I'm I'm right there with you, honestly. Definitely. It's definitely (laughs) trauma. This is definitely trauma. Like, they're in no – Real reason should the Cowboys at twelve and five not be considered the favorites to an eight and nine Bucks team? Yet either there's there's no in between. There's either the Cowboys fans that think they're going to lose this week or think that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I just don't we, understand. We need to win so badly that we're not going to. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> um, just because like this is the year like Tom Brady his first like losing record and all that like it mm-hmm. just seems like it's such a bad year for him and like if we can't take advantage of that now and like he stays undefeated against us in his career like it's just going to be embarrassing you know after you know just after thinking we're so top notch and we have such a good defense for two years in a row and 
Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, even with a sucky team, just goes out and works us and sends us home. And then Dak and the offense can't get anything done or something. And then we're all just crying and not even watching anymore at halftime. So yeah. I just I, I don't have faith in us right now. I've got to pick the neg- I've got to pick the opposing side of things until I'm proven wrong from the Cowboys. So Makes Mavs sense. did it to me last year and proved me wrong and made the conference finals. Cowboys turn. All right. Well. I mean, I'm right there with you. You know, week one, the Cowboys played, you know, the Buccaneers at home. And, you know, other than not having like a whole lot of experience with some of the the guys on offense, Cowboys defense kept them in that game. Maybe, maybe they can do it. But I'm, I'm, you know, with with Prescott's penchant for throwing picks, I I don't think I really want to put a whole lot of faith in it. So, And I I hate to, to bring this back up, BJ. Don't don't do it. Come on, stop that. You don't have to. That was a game that people legitimately were not watching at halftime and were crying. So I legitimately you, you don't like, turned you, it you off. Said, you said you said you hate to ter- to bring it back up, but you went and did it anyway. Don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I like I said, like I said, win or lose. You know, I, the only thing I can say, Drew, is um, you know I, I didn't see Texas out there playing for a national championship. I, I don't expect them to be out there. I stink. <laughs> well, hey, I didn't expect TCU to be out there for a national yeah, championship on that's Monday fair. before. You the know how started. sick the world would be if Texas was in this position next year, just like uh, well, Oklahoma if, if fans would just it's, be like, uh, yeah, uh, it's like, it's like who do you root for if it's Texas and Alabama or Texas and Georgia? Like, <laughs> like if it's Texas versus Bama, you know, I, I don't even want to turn it on. Every, yeah, everybody it everybody on. loses. <laughs> no way. And I, I mean, the possibility of expansion for that playoff is, you know, imminent that, as well. That's going to be not next year, but the year after. Thank goodness. I want it to happen. <laughs> yeah. It'll be better. We think with, with, you know, more teams having a chance, they, the cream of the crop will still probably rise to the top, but at least we'll have, you know, more opportunities for upsets. So. And then Arch Manning will lead us to a national championship. And that's a perfect way to end the episode oh, with that yeah. delusional thought. No. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, oh, but that we certainly it, won't it, lose by 58 points. By God. Hey, you play that game nine out of 10 <laughs> times. They don't lose by 58 points either. So we just unfortunately got the, the one crappy outcome, unfortunately. Crappy. So. Disgusting. Yeah, and you're lucky I censored myself enough to say crappy instead of something else. (laughs) But but that's with it or quit it, Drew. That is the episode. That is indeed the episode. Make sure you guys are following us on socials at the underscore lowdown on TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. And make sure you're getting that merch. We appreciate you guys for holding down for another episode. Shout out, Cam, for hanging out in the chat once again. Another beautiful episode in the books. Number 80, BJ says, 20 away from that triple-digit episode. Man, how about that? Wow. Good times. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next time for another edition of the Low Down Sports Show. Peace.